This week on Swearwolves, we discuss Brett's recent trips to Monster Mania Con 56, Famous Monsters Fest, and Waldorf A State of Fear. We also give our spoiler-free thoughts on Womp Stomp Films, Friday the 13th fan film Never Hike Alone 2, and I give even briefer spoiler-free thoughts on The Exorcist Believer. Swearwolves, I'm Brett. I'm David. David. Hey, Brett. Hey, uh, so this past weekend was quite a busy one for me. Yes, it was. I want to kind of get right into it. But before I do, there was a lot of fucking conventions going on across the United States this past weekend. Dude, just the month of October in general. I was looking at a bunch online that you didn't go to, and I've got some coming up, and I was looking at other ones that neither of us are going to, and it's like, man, there are a lot of shows. You got some coming up? Yeah, I got one coming up in... Uh, next week, that is the Artists Assemble convention in Mesa. I'm only going for one person. I'm just going for um, Heather Matarazzo. Okay. And then um, and then I'm going to one the, the week after that, uh, which is like the Saturday before Halloween. By the way, the Heather, Heather Matarazzo, that's for your Scream 5 poster, yes, right? Yes. Yeah, because yeah, she's, Randy's, she's Randy's sister. That's right. In the Scream. And I've got two Scream 5 posters, so I'm going to get her on the, the theatrical one and the teaser poster. So that'll nice. be cool. She's the only person that I'm going for at that show. So that'll be a real quick one. I'm just going to go get her to sign a couple posters, probably browse the convention hall and then be home in time for lunch. And then nice. uh, the following week I'm going on a, a it's, it's all weekend. I'm just going to go Friday. I actually took Friday off from work mm-hmm. and it's a convention where like on Friday it opens at like 11 a.m. Nice. Yeah. So there won't be anybody there. Hopefully. Yeah. And that one's got a pretty good lineup. So uh, that's the one that like Joe Dante is going to be there. Ooh. Um, Fred Decker, a couple of the Monster Squad guys that I already have. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a good show. Fred Decker's going to be there. And I've got him. I've met him before. I have him on my uh, Night of the Creeps poster, but I don't have him on my Monster Squad poster. Did you get uh, anything for Joe Dante to sign? I've got a uh, Howling one sheet. Oh, yeah. That's so I'm right. signing that. D. Wallace is going to be there. I'll have her, her sign. And then what's her name? Belinda Balaski. Is that her name? She's going to be there oh. as well from that movie. So I'll get a few okay. signatures on that poster. You know, it'd be a good one to get is the Burbs. I thought about that too. And then I was actually thinking, I was like, man, if I had a Burbs poster, I should have sent that off well, to you potentially. We'll get into that. Yeah. Why don't we? Uh, before we get started with that, so there was a bunch of conventions going on this past weekend. This past weekend in our timeline was uh, October 13th, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, and that started the weekend. So I think there was a lot of conventions, uh, catered around that, but there was like here in Pennsylvania alone, there was the, um, Northeastern PA, uh, or is that coming up? I think that was this past weekend, uh, film fest, short film festival. And they were going to have, uh, I think Scout Taylor Compton 
show up there, but she had to cancel due to work, I think. Oh, okay. That's why I, that's why I think she couldn't attend the H45. That makes also. sense. She must be filming something. Yeah, I think so. And then, um, but uh, what's his name? It would help if I knew their names uh, from Halloween. Uh, he played the stepdad to young Michael Myers. Oh, uh, William Forsyth. William Forsyth. Thank you very much. Yeah. William Forsyth and then uh, Judith, the girl who played Judith Myers. Uh, what, I forget her name too. I've met her too. <laughs> That's right. You have met her. And her uh, name escapes me at the moment. But she was also yeah. a little Jenny in Forrest Gump, that girl. Yeah. Yeah. David will insert that name here. Hannah Hall. Anyway, she was there. Um, and then they did short film festivals. I didn't go to that one. But uh, out west, there was Son of Monster Palooza happened this past weekend. I know. Um, I wanted to go to that one, but it's like I was just in California. I don't yeah. know how, how that would have gone over with the wife. Yeah. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> like, oh, and I'll be right back. Yeah. Um, plus, it was my niece's birthday. Uh, her birthday was Friday the 13th, and she wanted to go see The Exorcist, so we did that. Nice. And then... Uh, you know, my daughter was supposed to be born. Well, not supposed to be. She was She was actually a week early. But if we were, my wife's water broke mm-hmm. and uh, we went to the doctor, we went to the hospital and said, hey, her water broke. And they were like, no, it didn't. Go back home. That's just pee. <laughs> we're like, okay. So we went back home. But we went on Thursday the 12th. That's when her water broke. And mm-hmm. so she would have been born on Friday the 13th. But instead, we went back the morning of Friday the 13th and she didn't. Uh, give birth to my daughter until like early, early, early in the morning on the 14th. Ah, oh, you really screwed it up. <laughs> she would have been born on Friday the 13th. It would have been great. That's pretty cool. Like my niece, like her birthday was Friday the 13th, but she was born on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something. Well, she should just tell people that she was born on Friday the 13th. <laughs> Dude, but we saw The Exorcist at the drive-in and I haven't been to a drive-in <laughs> in forever. And there's like only one left in Arizona, I think. Yeah. It's on your side of town, I think, right? Kind of, sort of. It was about 20 minutes away. Uh, there's one in, there was one in Scottsdale, too. There used to be. I think it's gone. Oh, is it gone now? Yeah. Uh, that was a double feature? Did you stay no, for No, just one. Just one movie. Oh. One and done. Yeah. There's a drive-in near me uh, up here, and then there's the Mahoning Drive-In, which is about an hour it's and like 15 the world minutes famous away. One. Yeah. Uh, which has some good stuff. But anyway, so there was that show going on up there. There was uh, New York Comic Con happened this past week. That's weekend, right. In which I got today in the mail, I got my uh, Ghostface Takes Manhattan figure from NECA, which was a New York Comic Con exclusive. That looks very cool. And then also this other NECA uh, exclusive, uh, uh, Phantom of the Opera. Ooh, very uh, nice. It's kind of a throwback to the old Remco figures. Yeah, it glows in the dark, right? I think so. I think it those. I think those do, yeah. That's pretty cool. That is cool. And then there was other shows, David. So let's dive into that. Let's do it. So I I had originally planned to go to Monster Mania as soon as they announced Corey Feldman. Because you and I both have Friday 13th Part 4 and Part 5 one sheets. And he was in both of those movies. Plus, my wife and me, really, for that matter, and I think a lot of people our age, are are pretty big fans of a lot of the movies that he's been in yeah i kind of grew up watching all of his movies and realistically if you look at his body of work early on when he was a younger uh you got gremlins mm-hmm. you got stand by me you got friday the 13th part four and five you got the lost boys the burbs he's done a lot of movies that we like yep like and not just like 
like I love Stand by Me. I think Stand by Me was probably his best acting. Yeah, definitely. And then obviously Gremlins. I love him in Gremlins when he's got that fucking Little Christmas tree outfit <laughs> <laughs> on. Um, it's his fault. He's the one that gets uh, Gizmo wet. Drops well, the spills the glass on him. But he didn't feed him after That's midnight. That's true. Yeah, Billy kind of fucked that one yeah, up. Yeah, Billy. Oh, the, Billy. A bucket of chicken. Um, uh so well and it's actually the fucking dad's fault and if you want to even go back even further it's the little boy it's the grandson of the uh of the old guy guy that runs the shop yeah yeah it's his fault because he sold the mogwai to him that's true he should have been more specific with those instructions which i actually kind of like in gremlins too when they're talking about the rules like the one guy's like the don't feed him after midnight that doesn't make any sense isn't it always after midnight (laughs) it depends on what time zone you're something like that yeah it's always midnight somewhere so, um, as soon as Feldman was announced, you went all in on VIP, no lines for this guy. I went all in on VIP because I know what it's like. I went down to the show, um, last year and they had Christina Ricci there. I wasn't there to meet her, but her line was nuts. Her line was nuts and monster mania in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Uh, that was nuts when I met David Arquette there. That was nuts when I met Rose McGowan there. And I was like, I'm not doing fucking general admission anymore. This is for the fucking birds. Yeah, agreed. Especially anytime there's like a big name person that I haven't met, VIP is the only way to go. Unless you want to waste an entire day standing in line. Yeah. And they said you get one jump ahead with this VIP. And I'm like, I know who I'm going to use it on. I'm going to use it on Feld Dog. <laughs> and... I was like, well, maybe if there's someone else that they announce, I can use it on Feld Dog, and my wife can just stand there with me, and then she we can stand use by you. <laughs> ah, good one. Mm. We could use my wife's on somebody else, but they said no. Even just to stand in the line, the VIP line, you had to use your VIP jump ahead ticket, which I was fine with because there was nobody. We were only there on Friday, yeah. so kind of rewind this a little bit. My initial thought was like, we'd go Friday, do the show on Friday, get all the shit that we needed, pretty much signed. On Friday, because you as well know that Fridays tend to be the least busy at conventions. Yeah, Fridays and Sundays. However busy it is on Friday, double that or triple that for Saturday. Yeah, Saturday is always the craziest. And then Sunday is usually busy for like a couple of hours. And then the latter half of the day is typically pretty slow. And that's when all the celebrities are leaving too. So Yeah, yeah. Sunday is always a gamble. Elijah Wood was also going to be there this weekend, but he wasn't going to get there until Saturday. Nice. Oh, yeah. So Saturday was going to be nuts. Saturday was going to be nuts. And we weren't staying on Saturday, so we weren't going to use, we weren't going to say, because I think if Elijah Wood would have been there and we were going to stay uh, for that day, uh, or if he would have been there on Friday, we probably, I probably would have let, my wife probably would have wanted to meet him. Right. Yeah. Or she would have bought like a professional photo op so we could go get our pictures taken with him. I met him at a uh, Comic-Con thing a few years ago. And it's one of those like where I wish I could go back in time and I would have got like a poster of a actual movie that I like. Instead, I just have him on an eight by 10 from Sin City. He was very nice, but yeah, yeah. Opportunity wasted. I hear hear that he's uh, very pleasant. He Uh, was super nice. Yeah. Maybe that's who I heard it from. (laughs) It was me. Uh, but so he wasn't there. So anyway, we're going to go down to Hunt Valley, Maryland. Uh, it's right outside of, uh, Baltimore. Okay. Um, probably like it's a suburb of Baltimore. Gotcha. Okay. Takes about two ish hours from where I live. Everything's mm-hmm. about two ish hours <laughs> from where I live. It's like two and a half to three hours to get to anywhere you want to go to. You want to go to New York city? Take us about three hours. You want to go to Pittsburgh? Take us about three hours. 
want to go to Baltimore? It takes about two and a half hours. It's pretty sweet. It is pretty sweet. So that was the plan was to go down there and then to spend Saturday kind of just putzing around, you know. It's yeah, a, vendors and all that stuff. The kids weren't going to be with us. You know, my son's in high school and he had some stuff going on. He was going to be hanging out with friends. My daughter spent the night at her uh, friend's house. And so we were like, we got a nice chill weekend. Well, plans got a little skewed mm-hmm. because someone told me about this famous Monsters of Filmland <laughs> convention. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. <laughs> it's me. In Philadelphia. <laughs> Now, Philadelphia, again, two, hour, two and a half hours away from my house. But now if I go down to Baltimore, which is two and a half hours away from my house, I got to drive up to Philadelphia, which is about two hours away. Mm-hmm. And then to drive home is another two and a half. So now I'm doing a big fucking circle in the, in the northeast here. And Sean S. Cunningham is going to be at, uh, amongst other people, the Osbournes. Yeah, yeah. That family is going to be there, but... Sean S. Cunningham, as far as like people that we would want on posters, is going to be there. And so you had me hemming and hawing about it. You're like, you know, Sean S. Cunningham is going to be at this famous Monsters And, and it wasn't at all persistent about it either. It wasn't like, hey, so you thought more about that show? You going to go? You going to make that trip? Do I need to send my posters? Do I need to send my posters? Brett, should I send my posters? <laughs> and then listeners might remember a show I went to, New Jersey Horror Con, a couple, uh, probably about a month or so ago, where mm-hmm. I met Shavar Ross. And Shavar Ross told me about a show that was going to go on in Lehighton, which is right near like Allentown, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, which is actually on my way home from Philadelphia. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. And it's going to be a Friday 13th Part 5 reunion. So in order for this to work, I got to go down to Baltimore on Friday. And other than uh, Shavar Ross, it was part five people that we hadn't met, right? Oh, other than, uh, um, what's his name was there? Um, Sloan. Ron, Ron, Ron Sloan. And Melanie Kinnaman. Okay, yeah, we got them. So there was only two people that I hadn't met. Oh, okay. We'll get to that. So in order for this to work, I got to drive down to Baltimore, spend the night there, then drive over to Philly, then time it just right so I can drive up, uh, get my shit done in Philly, time it just right so I can go up to Lehighton, and then go back home. It's a long day. And I was hemming and hawing about this. I was like, I don't know if I fucking want to do this. It is a long day. Like, I told you from the jump, like, if you were out here. Yeah, it would have been a no-brainer. If we still lived close together, this would have been a no-brainer. Right. You and I would have been like, road trip. Woo. (laughs) So many dick jokes. (laughs) Where else? Where else are we going to go? Songs about dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Because in actuality, we've done more driving than that in one day. Yeah, uh, when we drove out to uh, oh, that's LA right. The yeah, we did that con. one up and back. <laughs> we did creepy con like that, and we did uh, Las Vegas like that. That's so, right. Anyway, you have an advocate in your corner in the Anderson household, David, and her name is my wife. And <laughs> <laughs> my wife was like, "Let's just do it. Fuck it." And so I was like, I "Love it." All right. So I texted you. I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna do that. Send me like, your shit." <laughs> and you're like, "Your wife's a keeper," and I said, "Yes." Uh, I will keep her. So <laughs> that was the plan. So we drive down to Baltimore. I'm just going to say Baltimore. It's actually Hunt Valley. Uh, drive down there uh, on Friday afternoon. Check in the hotel. Show doesn't start till five. But at four o'clock, because we're VIP, we mm. get early entrance. Mm, early. 
we get in early, but it's pretty much just vendors that you get in early <laughs> to see because all the celebrities are Dude, that's yet. the worst when you go in and you're like, oh man, I'm going to get so many autographs knocked out. And then all the people that you're looking for aren't there yet. Yeah. I've been there. But it was kind of nice because it gave us kind of like time to go see the vendors which is something we like doing you right. know go perusing and, and and see what you like and i've been to shows david um at monster mania in cherry hill uh the last time when i saw rose mcgowan i didn't even get to go to the vendors. no time no i was waiting in line the entire fucking time for that's her. the worst it was the absolute worst and it was a fucking shit show <laughs> so perusing around there and then um and I had to jump the line for Feldman, so I'm like, I don't need to like get in anybody's Take my sweet ass line. time. I will take my sweet ass time. So the plan was, I have your uh, Friday Thirteenth one sheet. I have my one sheet. Plus, I have another Friday the Thirteenth um, one sheet, like a foreign one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Harry Manfredini is going to be there. Yay! Um, and you had sent this to me to get Harry Manfredini's signature on. So the Sean S. Cunningham thing was kind of like, oh, well, that's just I already have it, right? Yep. So Harry Manfredini is going to be there. And we both decided, listen, Harry Manfredini did the music for like the first six and then like two more, I think, after that. Yeah. It's like, am I going to have him sign all of my posters or just go with one? Yeah. Just (laughs) just sign the original, please. The original. So I had him sign both of my original Friday 13th uh, posters plus yours. Um, And so the plan was like, okay, I'll go get those posters, bring them down. Once he signs them, then take them back up to the room, grab the part four posters, bring them down. Yeah. As well as the part five poster. So go up to Manfredini and he's one of these guys who, if his line is too deep, you're waiting almost as long as you'd be waiting for another person whose line is 20 or 25. A, a chatty fella, huh? Yeah. But super nice. He looks awesome. like, uh, he looks like Donald Pleasance a, a little bit. <laughs> he does. You sent me a picture. I was like, that looks like Donald Pleasance. <laughs> but he's like, uh, he's like, the grandpa everybody wants, you know, yeah. he's got, he's got corny jokes. Uh, he's, uh, he's just a really nice guy. And, and the person who worked for monster mania, who was kind of like handling his line, like organizing his line and like re- taking pictures and stuff like that. Uh, she kept talking to my wife and she was like, I'm so glad they put me with him because this is going to be a fun weekend. Oh, that's cool. So she was having a good time, and the guy who was sitting there taking his money was having a good time. Every everybody was having a good time, and and he was really nice. I said, I, I, I'm getting this sign from my friend David. He he's in Arizona, and he goes, uh, Do you want me to sign it to David? And I said, No. David always tells me I don't like it personalized because someday I'm going to die, and <laughs> somebody's uh, someone's going to have to shit. sell these. And he goes, Yeah, because like this will be worth anything. <laughs> That's what he said. And I was like, well, it's worth something to us. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, have you looked at eBay? You know what an original uh, Friday the 13th poster goes for? Especially signed by Harry, the late Harry Manfredini. He's like, I'm going <laughs> to be dead. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's chump change for me, you fool. Like, oh. he, he was talking uh, He was talking to the guy in front of me about, because the guy in front of me asked uh, about the TV show, the Crystal Lake yeah, TV yeah. show. And he's like, do you have any... Uh, tidbits or any knowledge of that and he goes i don't know he goes because of the strike and stuff everything's put on pause he goes but they did tell me they're gonna need music for something and that i should get a peloton so i don't die (laughs) 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 i was like i was thinking in my head i'm like pelotons preserve uh, like your life i thought like people were dying from like falling off of them and stuff (laughs) not the way harry does it yeah not the way harry does it 
so yeah, so he signs it and he's like, uh, okay, so I'll just sign it. You know, he made a joke or whatever. And then he's like, he's like, he's in Arizona. And I was like, yeah, he goes, he probably has a gun. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Did you think I'm well, like a cowboy or something? He's like, everybody in Arizona, they all have guns. There like, are a lot of guns out here. That's true. There is. And I just kind of laughed. And part of me was like, well, actually, he doesn't. One time he got robbed. <laughs> I wanted to tell him this whole story about how. You Did you like tell him little, about that? No, I didn't. <laughs> the guy. Oh, man. You know what's like, funny? Well, though? He, I guess you didn't get robbed. Your house just got broken into. Yeah, and it was an accident. The guy it was just yeah. completely wasted and thought he was home. But I did have, and I do, I have two like guns. Like a 22, right? I have two guns, but neither one of them were ever were purchased by me. Both of them were gifts. And both times I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks. A firearm. <laughs> firearm, just what I don't want. Let me go store these. Anyway. And forget that I own them uh, when an intruder gets in my house. He was really nice. Um, Did he sign your really... poster like a normal person or uh, sign my poster sideways? He's like, uh, your friend David, does he have taco neck syndrome? Does he walk around with his head sideways? Because if so, I've got, I'm have got. i going to sign in the perfect spot. You know, he signed mine uh, very similar because Tom Savini on our um, one sheets, if you remember, if, for the listeners out there, um, the Friday the 13th movie poster is kind of like a silhouette or like an outline of a person, an unseen person. With like a bloody knife. Spoiler alert, it's the mom. It's Pamela Voorhees. But you don't meet her until the third act, and then you're like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a surprise. But anyway, um, it's an, like an outline, and in the, in the outline of the body is like the woods, and there's a cabin. And you got some of the counselors. Counselors, and the, the person's holding a, a knife. What would be a knife? Bloody knife. And when Savini signed our posters, he's like, I like to sign these on the knife, you know, and he's Tom Savini. You can sign Sign whatever you want, buddy. And so when Harry Manfredini signed ours, he signed it and and the knife. So the knife runs, you know, vertical. And so when Savini signs it, he signs it like sideways. Yeah, it makes sense. Manfredini signed underneath him. Doesn't make as much sense, but whatever, Harry. (laughs) Well, I think in his head, he's like, well, I'll just sign underneath where Tom signed because we both worked on the movie. Yeah, it it looks fine. I just thought it was funny when I saw it. I was like, oh, come on, man. (laughs) Yeah, he pulled a Keith David on you. He really did. Super nice guy. Whatever. Get those done. You know, my wife is there with me, so she's helping me out with the poster management, which is Mm -hmm. always cumbersome. Yeah, it's good to have a tube person. And all of a sudden I hear... Oh no! Over. And she's her face looks like she fucking saw a ghost. Her face is all white, and she just looks up at me like I'm sorry. Um, fortunately, it was mine, not yours. <laughs> and that's what I even told her. I go, good thing it was mine. Uh, but my original one sheet. So those things are far, 45 years old at this point, right? Or somewhere yeah. else. And they're very brittle. And if you grab them just the wrong way, they will just tear. And it tore probably about two inches. Oh, that sucks. On the on the top corner, not a huge deal. Did it tape but up well with archival tape? Yes. So I have my archival tape right here, David, and I just oh, repaired it today. Nice. I'm um, gonna have to repair mine when it comes in too, because you sent me a picture. And mine got damaged in transit. Goddamn U.S. Postal Service. It, it looks better in person than it does uh, in the picture, but yeah, it yours was crushed when when I got it. <laughs> God damn <laughs> I was it. like, fuck. Was it like this when you sent it? Yeah, I'm glad you sent it to me. I was like, no, it was not. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. Um, so note to self, when you send something, when you send a poster, get a really thick, sturdy cardboard tube um, and not a small 
small one because small, like flimsy one. Went and put the posters back up in the room, grabbed the uh, part four and part five. So my, my plan was I got my part four and five. I'll go down and meet uh, Feld Dog, mm-hmm. have him sign both of those, run part five upstairs, then take the part four and go get uh, the two, uh, the twins from uh, part four, Camilla and Carrie Moore. We go to use our jump the line for Feldman and he has to go for fo- his photo op. Dope. So it's like, fuck. All right. So then you didn't use the skip, right? Well, they're like, you can you can wait in the VIP line. Yeah. And then when he comes back, it'll start up again. Or you can take it back and then just come back later. Right. So I was like, we'll take it back. Now we're going to go down and get Camilla and Carrie Moore, who they played the twins in part four. If you remember, these twin girls roll up on the uh, uh, the kids who have rented the house next door to the Jarvis house. And they're like, hey, want to get naked? And they proceed to get naked <laughs> yeah. and well, they go swimming and then they party off? with them. Yes. And the one and the one fucks Crispin Glover. <laughs> it's a glorious <laughs> evening. It really is. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, they were there. They're, um, they're British. Oh, really? And- Super nice, super friendly, super grateful. I mean, they still roughly look the same. I mean, you know, they're, let's see, I think they were born in 57. Wow. So like our, yeah, that's like our parents' age. It's like our parents' age. <laughs> they're like 65, 66 years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, They still look good. They still look roughly the same. I mean, they, you know, you, I just watched Friday 13th Part 4 before I left. Mm-hmm. Um, So I was like, oh yeah. Because I also yeah, like want to see it. it get it fresh in my mind so right. I can go, okay, what are they going to look like now? Right, right, right. <laughs> but they were super nice. This was only their third convention. Wow. I was, I was jealous when I saw that they were on there. I was like, that's an, those are names I don't see come up on uh, conventions very often. And that explains it. In the West Coast, you don't get, you, you don't get a lot of Harry Manfredinis out there. Yeah, nope. You do one time, but it was unannounced. <laughs> <laughs> that bastard. So we, we we step in line. Now, they don't have a long line. There's probably like two or three people. But again, like Manfredini, they're taking time and they're talking to their fans, which, yeah, are, makes sense. which is great. Uh, but then we had this fucking dweeb-ass dork McGorkus uh, in front of us who was like, oh, I miss uh, Camilla. I miss Carrie Moore. Let me tell you my whole life story. And it's like, Mother When I saw fuck. your breasts, it changed my life. <laughs> I yeah. masturbated uh, several times. It's, I mean- it, it was pretty much that, David. And <laughs> it was a guy that we'd seen a thousand times before. Not not this specific guy, but you know what kind the of type. Guy I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just, my wife just looks at me, and I look at her, and we just kind of roll our eyes. But <laughs> anyway, so he's taking up a lot of time. Well, unbeknownst to me, and duh, I should have thought about this. They have to do a photo shoot at the same time as Corey Feldman because they're doing the group photo. Yeah. And they do it like in order, right? So they'll do like the group photo and then they'll do Feldman by himself right. and stuff like that. So they can like schedule it. So they're like, hey, they have to leave. If you guys want to wait, that's fine. And I'm like, fuck it. We'll just wait. I, I don't care. And and I knew they weren't going to be gone that long, right? Right, right. Yeah, most people are probably doing the Feldman one. Yeah. So um, they left and we're waiting there in line. And my wife goes, hey, I'm going to go back to this vendor um, and buy this sweatshirt that I saw because she really liked it and she told the lady when earlier on when we were walking around the vendors she was like hey I'll come back and so she's like I'm gonna go knock that out right now and I go well you're over there because I was looking around and there's Derek Mears and I go well you're over there I remember we saw an original Friday the 13th 20 uh 2009 so the remake right one sheet I go well you're over there see how much that guy wants for that 
She goes, okay. So she comes back and she goes, he wants $20. Is that good? And I'm like, uh, here's $20. (laughs) Go buy it and bring it back because then we can go meet Derek Mears. So she brings it back and it's an original double-sided theatrical one sheet. That's a great price. It it looks great. 20 bucks. Perfect. Because I've been looking online for one of those and 20 bucks, I'm not going to find it for. No. Plus you have to pay for shipping. You're you're going to pay 15 bucks just to ship it. So uh, she got that. Twins come back. We get up there, meet them. Like I said, super nice. But then I got another dweebus behind me who starts talking to them while they're signing my shit. Dude, that's one of my biggest peeves. Like when it's my turn and someone else starts talking, I'm like, motherfucker, wait your turn. Like uh, when I got Tom Atkins at Halloween 45, some dude comes up and starts asking me about my pinball glass that I had in my little cart. I was like, motherfucker, I'm talking to Tom Atkins. Yeah. Yes, it's from the pinball machine. Yes, it's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Atkins takes precedence over nearly everybody else in the world, by the way. So Exactly. It's like, give me 60 seconds and I'll talk your (laughs) ear off all you want. But right now I'm on Tom time. Tom time. (laughs) (laughs) This is Tom time. So shut the fuck up. (laughs) So I, so you get a, you get a a picture with them with the cost of their, by the way, they charged, I thought they were going to charge a price together. Like, like, do you, have you ever met the Chiodo brothers? Yeah. Yeah. You can get a photo with all of them and, uh, and, uh, and their autograph, it's like 40 bucks or it was at the time that I got them 40 bucks and they'll all sign it. Yeah. It wasn't like uh, $40 each. So I thought, Oh, Camilla and Carrie Moore, maybe they'll just do the, you know, Hey, we're a pair. We go together. <laughs> no, no deal. No, no dice. Well, what you got to do is just Photoshop it and just copy and paste the other one <laughs> but it's a different name <laughs> no, but they the look same. the same right i'm just saying for the photo like have one on each side oh it's no just... no no the photo comes with the, the photo comes free i was saying the signature the autograph oh, okay you get a photo yeah, with the... both of them though yeah both of them stood in the photo okay like okay. not that's, separately. that's what i thought you yeah. meant like you had to get a no, photo no, no, with no, each no. separately maybe that's and how i was, like, I was oh. explaining it no was what was turbo nerd like i'm actually only interested in the one twin her breasts were slightly larger and i believe she's the one i ejaculated to and you're like oh please no, but uh the one and i don't know which one it is i could look it up right now but i don't care the one <laughs> only one of them was in the movie once bitten with jim carrey oh okay the handler was like people while we were waiting she turned to the people that were waiting and she's like People ask all the time, has there ever been someone who's come up and just wanted one? And she goes, it happened one time. And there's somebody who wanted a once bitten poster? Yeah. Which makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Not, that makes sense. It doesn't make sense that somebody like wants something signed on a once bitten poster, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you have You're one. are a big Jim Carrey fan. <laughs> maybe. You think they got Jim Carrey to sign that piece of shit? He'll <laughs> be the only autograph. Anyway, so Turbo Nerd behind me was the one who was like um, taking up the time. So the, my fo- I was like, hey, I, are you guys going to take a photo with me? Because they kept talking to him. like, And he was like getting pushing up forward closer and closer because they were done signing my shit. And I was like, no, I want my fucking photo. God damn it. I paid good money for this shit. <laughs> I wasn't that angry. But anyway, so yes, of course, they took a photo with us. Nice. It was great. So now I have my... Um, 2009 poster so i'm like let's go over to Derek mears Derek mears another guy two people in his line you'll be waiting there a while <laughs> but i gotta tell you something about Derek mears he's a friendly guy probably i say this a lot about a lot of people <laughs> but he in particular is probably one of the fucking coolest human beings you'll ever meet 
at a horror convention because he's actually a horror fan. Yeah. He is a guy who will tell you stories about how he remembers watching, you know, Predator when he was younger and being like, I want to do that. And then all of a sudden he was a Predator in the movie, The Predators. It's badass. And then he will talk about Jason Voorhees and he's like, and now I'm friends with the fucking guy who I watched play Jason when I was a kid who got me like, he's like, I just, he's like, it's unbelievable. And he's telling us stories. And I was telling him how you and I had said he's one of the best people we've met because I said, I was talking to my friend. Uh, Cause I said, I met you in Las Vegas a couple of years ago. Right. And I was talking to my friend about how cool it is that you're an actual horror fan. He's like, Oh, that's so awesome to hear. And yeah, da 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 da. And so I pull out, the the one sh- I pulled out my dick. No, I pulled out the one sheet. <laughs> Took my dick out. He signed it. <laughs> you only got a D. <laughs> he signed it a little crooked. Not his fault. Not his fault. Uh, it's Peroni's disease. Um, <laughs> it's like a banana. The signature. <laughs> he goes. Uh, he goes. Hey, I got this special. I got this marker. He goes. I love this poster. He goes. I got this marker. I brought it specifically. He goes. Is it okay if I sign it in red? he goes, because I bought this marker specifically for this poster because I thought it would look badass. And I'm like, you do what you got to do. And the other thing is, is like he's super respectful when it comes to signing stuff because he's like a fan himself. Yeah. Like, where do you want it? What color? And a collector. Stuff. Yes. So he's like, this is cool. And he pulls it out and he starts, he goes, uh, it's a chisel tip. He goes, chisel tip. That sounds like kind of like an insult. And so he starts signing and then I go, uh. I go, if I had a nickel for every time I was called chisel tip and he just stops and he starts laughing. He goes, how'd your, how'd your signature get screwed up on your poster? Oh, I made Derek Mears laugh while he was signing it. (laughs) So he signed it. He goes, well, that's drying. Let's go and take our picture. You know, and he's a big dude. He's huge. Although not the biggest Jason. Ken Kersinger is the biggest one, but he's a close second. Yeah. He's up there. He's big. But just such a super genuinely nice, awesome. Where you're like, hey, uh, if you like dick jokes, let me give you one of my cards and a couple of stickers for my podcast. Uh, no, I did not. But uh, he's a nice guy, though. He's a big smiler. Yes, grinning. It, this dude enjoys life. Yeah, yeah. he's just a, and he just enjoys the fans. Just a nice guy, and he's. Just and he was he was bagging on Warrington Gillette because <laughs> uh, this lady came. She was right in front of us and she had this uh, hockey mask. The Gillette sign it like dead center, real fucking big. No, it was bedazzled uh-huh. on the on the front of it. And he goes, "Wow, this is really cool." He goes, "Where'd you get this?" And she goes, uh, "I bought this from Warrington Gillette." And he goes, and she goes, "Warrington made it." And he goes, "What?" what? He goes, it's got like a little bedazzler tool. He's got a hot glue gun. <laughs> That's what he said. Has a little craft station in his house. And Warrington's sitting at the table right next to us as uh, as this is going on. And, and he's like, I am so, he goes, I, I want, I'll sign it. He goes, but I need more information on this. He goes, I, what, well, how did this happen? And apparently at Warrington's table, that, that mask, and I'd seen that mask at Warrington Gillette's mm-hmm. table before. She was at a show and he had it out there and the handler didn't realize it wasn't for sale. And sold it to the lady. Oh, shit. For like $600. Oh, wow. <laughs> which is a lot of fucking it's a, it's a lot of money. bedazzled jewelry. <laughs> They're just rhinestones, right? And Warrington didn't realize, or and Warrington came back and he was like, well, I mean, you bought it. I can't like be like, no, I want it back. Um, so he like, you know, signed it, of course. And then, and then she's gone around and got everybody signed like the inside of it. Because mm. on the outside, it's all like that. Yeah, it'd be a little tough. 
So then Derek Mears is like, I wonder if he like has jackets, jean jackets that he does and stuff. <laughs> it's all into bedazzling. And so then I go, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> he just starts laughing. <laughs> Some bedazzled I mean, jeans. Yeah. If you ever see Warrington Gillette, he looks like a guy who would wear bedazzled jeans. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's a nice guy. But anyway. So yeah. And then he was kind of like also um, making uh, fun of Kane Hodder too, like just busting his chops. Kane Hodder wasn't there at the show, but I should also tell you this before the show, uh, my wife and I were um, at the bar mm-hmm. um, just kind of hanging out, having a couple of drinks and uh, talking to some various people that were there. And CJ Graham came in. And he bellied up to the bar and was going to order some food because he was like, I need to eat before the show starts because I don't want to have, I don't want to be hungry, like, right? I'm, I'm huge. I need fuel. <laughs> I, need, I need calories. <laughs> um, CJ Graham, uh, part six, Jason. Yeah. Also super nice guy. Very. So he comes in and the bartender who is like serving my side, because there was two sides of the bar and the bartender serving my side to the bar, uh, we were talking and I said, I said, Hey, do you know who that guy is down there? The big guy that just walked in? He goes, Nope, not an idea. I go, that guy played Jason Voorhees. He goes, I don't watch horror movies. Did you spit right in his face? The guy's two seats down from me goes, you don't like, you don't like Friday the 13th? Like really loud. He goes, you don't like Friday the 13th? And the guy goes, huh? He goes, you think Kane Hodder was the best Jason? Is that what you just said? <laughs> That's and amazing. CJ Graham just kind of like turns. And so, well, then he starts holding court at the bar and telling stories and he starts making fun of Kane Hodder. He goes, you ever notice how Kane just sits there and he does like this impersonation of the way that Kane sits? And it was like spot on. <laughs> and he, I mean, you just have to meet. I, we've met Kane Hodder so many times that like yeah. just hearing someone do an impersonation of him is just like, it was, <laughs> that's it was awesome. pretty good. But, you know, he was all in fun and he was like, you know, Kane's a great ambassador for the franchise and he does like 36 shows a year. Kane's a well-traveled man. We see him a lot, but he's always got a line. Always a line. Yeah. Well, funny thing is, is Kane was at the show. I go end up going to (laughs) the next day after this. So I did see him. I didn't go up to him. I was, if he didn't have a line, I was going to go up to him and be like, Hey, I just want to let you know that CJ Graham and Derek Mears were both just talking shit about you yesterday. (laughs) You should do something (laughs) about it. uh, But he had a line. All right, so Derek Mears, nicest guy in the world, right? Yep. Best experience, da 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 da. David, we're gonna we're gonna flip this. We're gonna we're go gonna the transition opposite of this. <laughs> so oh, I now wait. I got to meet uh, Corey Feldman. Mm. What's he like? Oh, I hope he's nice. <laughs> I got my jump the line card, and uh, we go up there. We give it to the people that we got to give it to. They escort us to the VIP line and they're like, look, there's a line. The VIP line, there's a wait. Ugh. The Ugh. regular line, there's also a fucking wait. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So there's a ton of people waiting there. He's sitting at a table and um, he's he's super tiny also, by the way. He's like probably 5'2". Really? Yeah, he's a short dude. He'll probably say he's 5'6", but don't believe him because he's the <laughs> motherfucker's five. He's 5'2 if he's an inch. And he's sitting down at this table, so I can't even see what's going on because there's people standing. <laughs> no, they were sitting, Britt. <laughs> I can't see through them. and But I know he's there because I see a pair of sunglasses on top of somebody's head, and I'm like, that's a felled dog move, right? He's got his sunglasses up there. I'm surprised they weren't on his eyes. Well, they were eventually. So... We're waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm like, this VIP line is not even fucking moving. Nobody has moved. I've been here for 15 minutes and not a soul has moved. He's the I'm chattiest like, guy on earth. 
well, I'm either, either A, he's being really chatty or B, someone brought a shit ton of stuff. Right. But I didn't think about option C, David. <laughs> Let's flash backwards in time. While I'm waiting for Camilla and Carrie Moore to come back, I overhear a couple of the employees at Monster Mania talking. And they're going, I didn't hear who they were talking about by name, but I knew by... you figured it out? You deduced? They go, and then he says, well, where's the bathroom? And I said, well, the bathroom's right around the corner there. And if you got to use it, we'll just close it off. He goes, I'm not using a public bathroom. You made a shit with common folk? Pretty much. He goes... So you're telling me if I got to go to the bathroom, I got to go all the way up to my hotel room and then come back down. And I said, I don't know what to tell you, man. That's the way it is. And he goes, <laughs> and then something else happened. I forget what else he said. And then he goes, and then he says, well, I'll just leave. And I said, fine, then just leave. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you can go. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh, please don't leave. Not until he signs my <laughs> stuff. Sign my poster first and then he can defecate wherever he wants <laughs> on my poster if he wants. <laughs> so i knew they were talking about feldman so the option c now we're back in present time where i'm waiting in line option c that i didn't realize was Corey feldman's probably throwing a fucking tantrum right now yeah and he's getting pissed off about something no sooner did i kind of realize that than someone stands up and goes um hey everybody mr feldman's gotta go take a quick dinner break uh, he will be back. We just, he's been working all day and he's really busy and he just got to go get something to eat. So we, we will be back. So just give us a little bit of time for him to go get some food. Like somebody yell, it's a four hour show, amigo. You can wait, <laughs> get a fucking pack of fruit snacks or something. I said to the guy next to me, I go working all day. What That's the fuck? It. This guy hasn't known a fucking day of work in his goddamn life. <laughs> Not real work. I'm not saying that what they do isn't like tiresome and uh, like tedious. You're talking about working for a living. Talking about sharking. <laughs> I'm talking about, yeah, let me see his hands. He got city hands <laughs> counting money all day. Yeah. This motherfucker is signing autographs. Like, listen, again, I know it's tedious. I know it's time consuming. I know it's probably monotonous and boring. But that is not work. That is just like, hey, I'm going to sign some shit for a couple hours and get paid. Yeah, it's not particularly strenuous. I was like, whatever. You know, he's got to go get something to eat. Uh, That's not a big deal. I'm not going to like fucking begrudge the guy wanting to get some food, right? (laughs) He goes to dinner, whatever. Guy's got to eat. Yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. And somebody ahead of us had shared, and you had told me even beforehand that if you get an autograph from him, He'll sign it personalized for cheaper than he will unpersonalized. Yep. He's trying to get in front of like people flipping it, I guess. Like if they're going to make money, if someone's going to make money, it's going to be him. I completely understand. And listen, anybody can charge whatever they want for their autograph. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. It's up to the buyer to decide if uh, they're going to do it. Buyer beware. Car- carpe diem? Is that? <laughs> no, that's the day. The day. Uh, e pluribus unum. What's buyer beware? <laughs> buyer beware know. is something like that. Like... Uh, Dominus Santu Spiritu. <laughs> Buyer beware. I think that's what that means. Vinny Vedavici. Yeah, that's Live, the, laugh, love. I think that one. I, I don't know what it fucking means. But Ask something gas about, or grass. It's, it's that one, I think. <laughs> e pluribus carpe diem. Buyer beware. And uh, Feldman, they posted what he was charging. And this lady was sharing. Because we were like, how much is he charging? So for a personalized autograph, to Brett, love Corey. XOXO. <laughs> 80 bucks. Okay. 
without personalization, 160. Goddamn. If you want him to write a character name, so Tommy Jarvis to Brett, Tommy Jarvis, Corey Feldman, whatever, that's $20 additional. Mm, up to $100. And if you want him to put a quote like, uh, die, 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 die. <laughs> whatever the fuck Tommy Jarvis says, right? That's another $40. And if you wanted to get a, a photo with him, with an autograph, it's an extra $60. Okay. So if you want it personalized with a character name and a quote plus a photo, that is $200. It's quite the experience. If you want it without personalization, it's 280 That's a lot of scratch. So I'm messaging you and I'm like, because you were like, I think he charges more without uh, personalization. What are I you didn't know it was that much posters? more, but yeah, I was like, I think he's going to charge more if you don't want it personalized. So I'm texting you. So it actually helped us out that he took this break because we got able to. <laughs> we got to have a little powwow. Powwow. And, and we both, I go, dude, I'm going, now I got two posters for this fucker to sign. I am not spending $320 for this fucker to sign yeah. without two Brett. So I'm like, 80 bucks I can do per poster and you're like you know what me too yeah and then plus plus i was gonna get a, a selfie with him i'm not gonna not meet Corey feldman and not get a photo right. with him i, I yeah. need to have proof that i met this fucker <laughs> now i'm hungry my wife's hungry because earlier at the bar we didn't eat we were just like hey we'll just get food later yeah and you told me that Corey feldman didn't just you know step away for uh like a, a taco a taco yeah exactly like he was gone no, a while. he went like he down a, to a steakhouse and got a fucking <laughs> he had a fucking meal <laughs> a meal well at least that's how long he was gone for so it was about an hour about 45 minutes to an hour and now he comes back well then they told us it's he's gonna be here till 10 signing autographs and so it was about 8 45 when he came back that's cool so the like, show oh, closed at nine because remember you were texting me like uh the show is supposed to end in 15 minutes he's nowhere to be found i don't know if this is gonna happen yeah, at least that's what I thought, but I think yeah. it ended up being 10 uh, that's for everybody. Good. So I think they, I don't know, maybe I was just wires crossed. But anyway, then he comes back and now things are clipping along. Yeah. Boom. We're getting up there. We're getting up there. We're getting up there. And they're weaving in some non-VIP people, which I totally understand also. Oh, yeah. So like, I'm totally fine with that. Every five VIP, they'd put like two or three non-VIP then and then five more VIP. So I'm cool with that. Right. We get up there, and I'm all excited. All right, I'm going to meet Corey Feldman finally, and I'm all ready to go. And I'd been talking to this guy in front of me and kind of making friends with him, but as soon as we get up there, we're all business. We're not <laughs> friends anymore. We're like, well, well, yep, this is what I want. Tell the people what I want, pay him the money. And he is talking to his assistant, handler, whatever it is, and he is bitching about something. <laughs> and he's like, and another thing, if you think I'm ever going to fucking blah, 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 blah. And then he'll go, who's this to Chris to Chris, Corey Feldman. And then I told him to shove it up his ass. Yeah, pretty much. He's just like in between breaks of bitching. He just looks at the person that he's going to sign the autograph. And he's like, this is, this is to Brett. And I was like, yes. Okay. And he looks at the little note so he knows how to spell my name, which is good. And only with one T. Like, I don't want to pay extra for a second T. <laughs> uh, he signed it properly. He has a good signature. Yeah, signature is cool looking. And he signs it. And I said, thank you very much. And he didn't say anything. And he goes, next. <laughs> and so then I'm like, fuck. So I'm like rolling up posters. And then he has his bodyguard with him. And his bodyguard is this big, scary looking motherfucker. Like what you'd want in a bodyguard. Right, right. right? 
And I'm like, oh, fuck. And the bodyguard was the guy who was taking the pictures, the table selfies. And so I'm like, I bring out my phone and my wife's getting your, yeah, my wife's getting yours Mm -hmm. signed. She's David. And so uh, I got uh, the camera out and I'm like, go to the bodyguard and I go, excuse me. Um, I go, she's (laughs) going to get a photo. (laughs) I said, she's going to get the photo and it's okay if I get in there with her. He goes, I don't care. He goes, that's fine. He's a super nice guy. And he's like, here, I'll put this chair next to him. She can sit here. And then you just go on the other side of him. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I I had to put my posters down on the ground so they could dry. Grab your posters, kind of put them next to him. Uh, Christina sits down next to Feldog. And then I get like behind him because I'm like, I don't know where the fuck to go. And nobody's saying anything. And then he goes, Feldman goes, oh. You're in, you're going to be in this too. And I was like, yes. And I'm like waiting for him to go get the fuck out of here. But he goes, uh, Oh, just get on the other side of me here. And I get on the other side. He smiles. He's pleasant. He gives a little peace sign, puts his arm around my wife. The photo gets taken. And then he goes back to his assistant. And, and another, another thing, thing, fuck this guy in the asshole, you know, all this, whatever he's saying. And so we just grab our shit and we take off zero to 1% interaction with him, 99% interaction or just watching him uh, chastise his fucking assistant. And his assistant's like, what do you want me to do? I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I'm like, dude, grow some fucking cojones and tell this fucker to go get bent and leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because what's he going to do if you're not here? He's going to do all this shit himself. And he's not going to do that. No, he's not going to do that. It just seems like Maybe this happens all the time. Maybe it doesn't happen all the time. And and I'm going to give Feldman the benefit of the doubt, okay? I'm not going to base my opinion of Corey Feldman on my one interaction with him. He could have been in a bad way. It could have been a long day. I know he was recently in Phoenix at the Marquee. He'd probably just uh, doing a show there on, <laughs> on Wednesday, I believe it was. It was, yeah. And now he's on. It's Friday, so he's, he's out there signing autographs. So maybe that's, you know... He's just got other things on his mind. However, I have since learned from other people that have met him or have had to deal with him that this is not a rare occurrence. This is not an isolated event. Your experience is close to other people's. Yeah. People were bitching about the cost of his autographs. And, you know, when you tell people how much you spend on these autographs, sometimes they're like, what? You spent that much? $80 or even the 160, right? He can charge whatever he wants to, but I just wanted to go through a couple other prices that I found <laughs> of people that people weren't bitching about. Yeah. Randy Quaid was there. All right. Fucking cousin Eddie. <laughs> this guy's a lunatic in real life. He's but, fucking nuts, <laughs> but he was there. The dude's tall. He's like six, three. Yeah. Yeah. He looks big. An autographed eight by 10, 80 bucks. All other autographs, a hundred dollars. Okay. A selfie, $60. If you want a combo, he only charges you $10 extra from what the autographs are. So it's like autograph and a picture, $90. Autograph on something else other than an 8x10 and a picture, $110. If you want the character name, $40. A five-word quote, $50. Dang. So if you had a vacation poster and you wanted him to sign it, Cousin Eddie, Randy Quaid, with a quote like, uh, you know, um, whatever (laughs) she's a butte clark (laughs) or whatever that's gonna cost you 190 dollars. damn that's comparable to what feld dog is charging yeah 180 with the character name without personalization thomas jane the punisher Mm -hmm. deep blue sea i'll get to this guy in a second 
His autograph is $60. Selfie is $60. Combo is $100. Okay. But if you want it on a Funko toy, it's 80 bucks. And if you want a quote, it's an extra 20. Interesting. Elijah Wood, autograph, 90 bucks. Selfie, 90 bucks. Yikes. So together yeah. you're paying 180. Right. Oh, and just so you know, John Carpenter was doing a signing uh, this, this weekend. Oh, yeah, in New York. In New York. And his autograph was $125. Add a quote or personalization for an extra $25. And selfies were $100. I think when we met him, it was comparable to that, but he wasn't doing table selfies. No, I think it was 100 bucks. 100 or 120 I think. But for us, it's like, this is John Carpenter. This is the only time. Yeah, he can, charge, he can charge whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is, is like people bitch about Corey Feldman just to bitch about Corey Feldman, I think sometimes. Yeah. People make fun of Corey Feldman's music. Look, I, I saw the clip. Our friend or David's friend who he does music with went to the show at the Marquee in Phoenix and he took a video of uh, Feldman and he posted it on YouTube and David sent me the link and I watched it and I was like, look, it's not bad. It's not good. Yeah, it's not really my cup of tea, but it's not it's not bad. It's all right. No, and what I said to David was, you remember when you're in high school and like your early 20s and there'd be that guy who you're friends with and he'd be like, or that you worked with and he'd be like, hey man, I'm doing a show this weekend. You should come down and see it. My band's doing a show. And then you go down there and see it and it's like, oh yeah, that you're right. You did a show <laughs> and they played music. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And what did I tell you? I was the guy you worked with <laughs> in this example. I've been that guy. I've been in that band a few times. And the reason why he has some modicum of success is because his name is Corey Feldman. Exactly. He wouldn't be a successful musician if he wasn't a successful child actor. Correct. But that's not to say his music is awful. It's just average at best. Yeah. Agreed. We get done with Feld Dog, and I'm like, fuck this guy. <laughs> we go back up to our <laughs> room, done. drop off our stuff, let's go get some food. So we go and sit down, and then Kerr Smith walks in. You know Kerr Smith. Yeah, yeah, from Final Destination. Yeah, Final Destination. He was also Jack in uh, Dawson's Creek. He shows up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Kerr Smith. Yeah, he's he's getting some food, and he's sitting there watching you know, the TV and stuff. And then Thomas Jane rolls in. Well, earlier on, my wife had seen Thomas Jane signing autographs, and she's like, hey, Thomas Jane? He doesn't have any shoes on. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's just in his socks? And she goes, no socks either. He's barefoot. <laughs> At his table, and I'm like, oh, maybe he just kicked off his Crocs, and he's just like relaxing, right? Yeah, yeah. Let the, well, let the dogs breathe. Yeah. No, this motherfucker. I put the photo on our Instagram, by the way. It's in the collage. <laughs> this is because my wife snapped a photo of it, <laughs> so you can see Kerr Smith's shoe in the left hand corner, and then you see this barefoot. That's Thomas Jane's. This motherfucker was walking around the entire hotel barefoot. With his fucking calloused ass fucking hobbit feet. And I, and then later on, I went into the bathroom, like the lobby oh, bathroom. God. And I'm like, this if this motherfucker went to the bathroom in here, it's fucking wet. You know how guys oh, are. Oh, yeah, guys are Guys gross. will piss. There's piss everywhere, everywhere, probably. <laughs> Stepping in piss. Yeah. Maybe that's why he was charging so much for his autograph. He needs shoes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but you know, he was married to Patricia Arquette and they have a daughter together. Oh, I didn't know that. I was going to go up to him and be like, hey, I need your ex-wife's autograph on <laughs> my on good terms? <laughs> How about your daughter? Do you have her number? Maybe I could contact her. Just like uh, Susie Bacon was there, uh, Kevin Bacon's daughter. Yeah, yeah. You're like, hey, uh, can you send this to your dad? I got the poster right here. <laughs> can you have him sign horizontally, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't follow, follow Manfredini. 
we went to the after party. I ran into that guy who I'd seen in Feldman's line. Really nice guy. His name was Sean. And uh, I didn't get his contact information, but I should have because he was so nice. And we were just talking. He was from Baltimore. My wife's like, oh, you made a friend. And I'm like, yeah, I did. I did. She goes, did you get his contact information? I'm like, nope. nope. It's funny. The, said, remember the, the guy that sold me the Halloween 45 ticket? He was named Sean as well, but he was from New Jersey. Oh, this guy was from Baltimore. <laughs> And he wasn't like a big horror fan. He was just kind of like, he went there, he was getting him to sign some Goonies oh, okay. or some shit. So if you're listening, Sean from Baltimore, reach out. His uh, wife is like a forensic psychologist. That's cool. And so they go to a lot of these like real true crime conventions. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me all about it. He's like, are you into that also as well as horror movies? And I was like, well, there's this fine line between being obsessed with serial killers that are real and like being a fan of true crime. Like I'm a fan of true crime, but some people take that fandom too far and they'll wear like John Wayne. Yeah, Gacy I'm not a t-shirts. fan of Gacy. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not a fan of fucking uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. I am. I, I enjoy learning about like that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, It's fascinating, like, but I'm not walking around with a fucking Dahmer shirt. Well, he was telling us at, at this one show one time, this convention, this uh, down in Florida, this guy walked in and he was wearing a, uh, a shirt with Ted Bundy's face on it. Mm. And one of Ted Bundy's victims who survived, obviously, was there like, and walked up to him and was like, do you realize what you're doing? Like, this is a real people. Yeah. It's not like wearing Jason Voorhees on your shirt, right? This guy was a real guy who killed real fucking people. Yeah, he's not a person to idolize. Another little interesting side note is that him and his wife got a chance to talk to uh, BTK's daughter. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Which like, yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, And it was interesting, too, because she was saying how for the longest time she felt she felt guilty because like she knew something was off. No, afterwards, Hmm. she felt guilty because she's a victim also, but albeit a different type of victim. But she didn't like saying that she was a victim because she felt like it uh, downplayed the people who lost their lives. Right, right. But realistically like she's just as much of a victim in some cases as they are yeah you know because think about the life that she fucking thought she had that her father is the fucking is a fucking serial killer and like a pretty notorious one well that's what i was saying like she probably has some sort of even if it's unfounded like guilt of like oh how did i not see it or if i if only i had known and been able to tell somebody well i guess she is like he tries to reach out and like uh, reconcile and yeah, she's fuck like that fuck guy. you but she is like gonna do some reconciliation with him on, uh, well she's going to start talking to him on the surface of it being like uh, reconciliation but to get more information from him because they think that there's more murders that oh he, uh, so she, she can help maybe solve some more oh that's cool yeah she's gonna try to fucking Clarice Starling that shit <laughs> alright so uh, wake up the next morning and it's fucking raining David and it doesn't stop raining all day. It rained all day on Saturday. Every yeah. convention that I've gone to since I've been on the East Coast, it's rained. I swear Terrible. to God. <laughs> Got to move back. So we drive. No, that's okay. Uh, we drive from Baltimore up to uh, Philadelphia. So actually Hunt Valley to King of Prussia. But it's easier to say Philadelphia than it is to say King of Prussia. Although King of Prussia sounds more. It sounds very pretentious. It does. It's a very beautiful uh, city. I live in King of Prussia. Yeah, there's, I mean, the people that live there. That's how they talk. talk like that, too. Oh, you should see their houses. Fucking mansions. Boom, boom, boom. One after another. It's, oh, that's cool. It's kind of awesome. 
And they have like one of the biggest malls in America, King of Prussia, King of Prussia Mall. And I went there. Hmm. Bought some shoes. Took them to Thomas Jane. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I don't want your autograph. I just want you to I put just some want you to shoes not on. walk around stepping in piss. <laughs> uh, famous Monsters of Filmland had a convention, uh, so we went there and uh, got Sean S. Cunningham, the, direc- the director of Friday Thirteenth Part One. Yes. Brought him um, my one sheets. Awesome and guy. Mine. This guy's like, yes, this guy's like eighty years old at this point, right? But super nice, very quiet, but very uh, friendly and wants to sign a good signature. Like he put down like a, like a post-it note mm-hmm. so he could rest his hand on it and kind of guide his line. Cause then he'd put it down, he would put his name and then he'd move it and he'd sign and then he'd move it and he'd write whatever director or whatever the hell yeah. he wrote. On, on Just like sheet. a director, like wanting to like frame it and make it look aesthetically pleasing and then when we got our photo with him he's like all right you lean your head in towards me you lean your head in. he's <laughs> directed that you? and i was like yeah i was That's like well cool. you're the director directed. so i was directed by sean s cunningham cool. just for a still photo but and i look like a dweeb in the photo because my head's all ee. you had to um, cock it too far <laughs> yeah i was like i'm trying to read, trying to read for Dini's <laughs> autograph <laughs> uh, so he signed ours funny thing uh, speaking of where he signed it so he signs mine kind of in the margins he signs my other one and then he goes to yours and before I can like uh, talk to him about it he's already started signing it remember I told you my poster had a rip in it right uh-huh. that my lovely wife did uh, accidentally and Erin uh, Gray the actress mm-hmm. uh, she was actually Jason Voorhees' sister uh, from uh, Jason Goes to Hell she plays uh, that character, but she was also in like Buck Rogers and all this other kind of stuff back in the late seventies, early eighties. She had a table right next to him. She comes over and she's looking at my poster, admiring it. And she goes, Oh no, there's a rip. And I go, yeah, I go, it just happened. I go, that one over there. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> like my fucking she's wife. Like, oh yeah. No. You can just ask over, over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, she starts talking about my poster and I was like, well, actually I have some of this fucking, uh, document repair tape at home that I'm going to, I go, I don't have it on me. Otherwise I would have repaired it. She goes, oh yeah, that's a good idea. You should get that. You should repair that when you get home. And I'm like, yes, Aaron Gray. Thank you, right. Ms. Gray. <laughs> Thank you for talking to me. I'm not going to get you to sign anything, but <laughs> thanks. Hey, wait, hey, were you in Friday the 13th? She goes, no. And you go, huh? all right, we'll beat it then. She was like, I was at Jason Goes to Hell, though. And I'm like, hmm, oh, Get the hell out of here. <laughs> this doesn't help me, Ms. Gray. <laughs> so as I'm talking to her, he starts signing your uh, poster. And he wants to sign it kind of like in a, a different spot than he signed the last one. So he signs it. It's not a bad spot, mm-hmm. but it is very like, oh, oh yep, there it is. Right. It's like a, a magic eye trick. You got to kind of cross your eyes or like look through the poster to see it. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's right by the cabin. Uh, and it's in silver, so it kind of blends in. <laughs> but it looks good. Uh, yeah, he has it's a good fine. signature. So uh, got those signed. Uh, went back, uh, put the posters out in the car because um, it was at a casino actually. And so then we went back into the casino, uh, not not the casino, to the convention and uh, walked around because they had some cool vendors there, dude. Mm-hmm. And they had this whole display, uh, Bill Diamond. I don't know if you're familiar with this guy. Nope. But he does like puppets and puppeteers. He worked with Jim Henson, but not for Jim Henson. He just like worked with him. Okay. And like if Jim Henson needed some stuff done, he would call up Bill Diamond and be like, hey, can you help me do this? And he would like make puppets for him. And the original 
Gonzo and um, the rat. Yeah. You know, Rizzo the rat from uh, Mickey's, or not Mickey's, the Muppets Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. They, were, they there. were there. That's cool. Were they nice? They were super nice. They didn't talk a lot. Gonzo was um, a fucking dick. <laughs> and uh, uh, they had a, a an original Kermit Muppet, but not used. I think maybe Jim Henson used it once, but it was after he had retired. But before, obviously, before he died, that they created it. But it was the guy who picked up after Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. It was his uh, Kermit that he oh, used. That's so that cool. was there. And then the original idol from Raiders of the Lost Ark. <gasps> you got to yeah. see it? You gazed yeah. upon it? I was like, throw me the whip. I'll do the idol. <laughs> Adios, and, and they, were like, they were like, good one. Um, but yes, I got to see it. It was under glass. Um, and if I would have lifted it up, the whole convention would have like... The boulder, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else was there? Oh, uh, uh, you know the, from Gremlins 2, uh, the, like, I don't know what his name is. Daffy? He's kind of like... Yeah, they were the googly eyes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had him. He was there. Oh, I hope he and, was nice. And uh, the Mogwai, uh, like a... I don't oh, know if, yeah. I don't know if it was a gizmo or just a Mogwai. Uh, they were there. And, so Rick Baker made all those. But Rick Baker's retired, and they needed them restored because they were all made out of that fucking foam latex. I was falling apart. And so Rick Baker sent them to bill diamond to have him restore him because baker's like i'm not doing this anymore and he had, i guess had worked with bill diamond before so all this cool stuff and we got a little tour a uh, bill diamond was there he wasn't the one giving us the little tour of all of it it was some other guy but telling us all about it so it That's was just really, really, cool. really fucking awesome and then the guy who did the original artwork for the uh, famous monsters of filmland magazine yeah that artwork's awesome bill diamond had his original stuff there oh, that's cool like there's this original drawing of like Bella Lugosi as Dracula, and it was like that's a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and I was like, that would be worth it if I had a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, I would fucking buy that, but I don't, so I will keep uh, on walking. That's cool though, <laughs> but yeah, and that guy's name, uh, Basil Gogos, the king of the monsters art exhibit that was there, so that was really cool to see. A lot of cool vendors. Chris Nelson was there with the original uh, screen use masks from Kills and Ends. Awesome. So we got to look at those and I was like, oh, we should look at these. And then he like kind of looked up. He didn't have a line. He kind of looked up and he said hi to us. And I was like, hi. And I was like, all right, I don't know what else to say. So I'm just going to keep walking. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So we walked around, looked at the vendor, saw Jack Osborne, uh, Tom Savini was there, Kane Hodder, uh, people that I didn't need to meet, but uh, a lot of cool vendors. And then we had some time because the next show the friday 13th part five reunion that we were going up to in near allentown was about an hour and 15 minute drive mm-hmm. but it didn't start until 7 p.m it was an evening affair because it was a haunted house and so they were doing it concurrently when the haunted house opened up so you could go do a signing there like the time i met gunner hansen was at a haunted house uh, yeah i i didn't go to that but i remember he was at a haunted house out here in phoenix yeah, so me and my friends went and saw Gunnar Hansen and then went to this haunted house. And so it was kind of like that type of thing. The only shitty thing is is it was raining and it was like 49 degrees. So <laughs> it was like fucking cold and wet and it sucked. Um, but they still did it. Um, so we had some time to kill. So we went to this cool um, Halloween store mm-hmm. near Philadelphia. It's called uh, Scare Pros. Okay. Is it like a, like a haunted house supply kind of place? Not a haunted house supply place, like a costume. Yeah. Sort of, kind of like Nightmare Toys a okay. little bit. 
they had toys, they had collectibles, and they had um, not used stuff, brand new stuff. And then they had costumes. And they also have like Christmas decorations too, like mm. you can buy, and like Halloween decorations. So yeah, there's a little bit of that, like fake blood and you know fog juice and shit like that. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so we went there and looked around, and this this these kids, these like tween kids, were there, and they were all being weird. <laughs> and one of them walks up to me. This this fucking little girl, David. Walks up to me. I'm just a strange man looking at fucking NECA toys, right? Right. And uh, this little girl walks up to me and she goes, uh, will you hold my phone so I can show you my special trick? <laughs> and I had my hands in my pocket and I just looked at her and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I think I even said that. I think I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then my wife comes up and my wife goes into like, because she used to be a teacher. She goes into teacher mode and she like, whoosh looks at the kids like looking <laughs> like I, I don't know like did you ever see that movie the new guy with uh, eddie griffin a long time ago eddie griffin like gives people the look and it's like <laughs> that's what the look she gave those kids and they all just went oh they took off running well, bye <laughs> yeah pretty much and then i was just uncomfortable they ran away like, so fast their shoes were left gave them to yeah, thomas I like gave them to thomas <laughs> i i just got really uncomfortable because i'm like what what was she gonna do little girl thinks that it's okay to go up to a fucking middle-aged man and go you can hold my phone so i can show you my special trick i'm like no absolutely yeah, not that, what does that mean no i i no. the only trick i want you to show me is the one where you leave <laughs> and she did yeah perfect execution that was just weird i just got weirded out <laughs> and then i was like i want to go i gotta get out of this place i'm creeped out let's go to a haunted house <laughs> Yeah. So then we made our drive up to, like I said, near Allentown. Oh, we went to the King of Prussia mall and got mm. something to eat there. It is a fucking big ass mall and it's still busy, which is kind of cool. That like, is cool. I mean, it was hopping. Nice. Like there was tons of people there. Uh, so we go to this place uh, in Lehighton called the Waldorf Estate of Fear. And they're having a Friday the 13th reunion. Dude, I'm driving there and I'm like, where the fuck am I? Because it's driving me down this road, David, and it's dark and it's rainy. And I'm like... I hope I got the right address. It was like in the middle of nowhere. It was like uh, that movie Haunt. Kind of, yes. And there's just a sign that says Haunted House. And you're like, well, I guess that's the place. Pretty much. And then I round the corner and there's lights and it's like Waldorf Estate of Fear this way. And we're like, oh, I guess that's that. And so, like I said, it started at seven. So all these people show up at seven. But fortunately, we were like one of the first ones nice. and we had already had our tickets pre-bought. I pre-purchased the tickets and so they just told us where to go. And we were like the f one of the first people in there. So because it was raining, because it was cold, they put them in a... What what is the equivalent of... Well, no, it probably actually is a storage container. Like Dude, the, the pictures that you sent me, I was like, I wanted to ask you, but I wanted to wait. I was like, where the fuck was this? Because yeah, it almost looked like a, like a hangar or something, but yeah. really small. Like a garage. It was a storage container. From a semi-truck. <laughs> and I guess they use it as an escape room. Oh, okay. Um, when it's not being used as an autograph signing place. But because <laughs> it was raining, so they put them inside this thing. And they had like a... Was it really noisy from the rain? Like, those things are made out of metal, right? No, because it was just light drizzle. Oh, okay. Um, but it was just constant. Right. So everything was just wet and muddy and just cold. They had like a space heater in there though for them and uh, they gave them coffee and it was fucking cold. <laughs> and then of course we got some fucking douchebag uh, from I don't know where, Jersey or whatever. And he's talking uh, Dick Weans. Is his name Weand? I think it sounds so. weird when you, when you say sounds... Dick Weand. <laughs> Dick Weand. Something Roy. like that. Roy. Yeah. 
Uh, he's talking his ear off, and and this Roy, he's just trying to find his markers. He has the sweetest wife in the world too, who's like helping him out, and she's like, "Dick, you got to do this," and he's like, "Yes, dear, no, dear." He's just like, like "Oh God damn it, somebody kill me." <laughs> um, but he was super nice, and he was just listening to this guy's story, and he's just like, "Uh huh, uh huh." Uh, he's just completely tuned out. Well, he's just like, "Okay." cool like i don't need to hear your life story but this guy just keeps going and i'm just like he's like and then i saw this movie when i was like i just recently got i was a halloween family growing up and i'm like oh get the fuck out of here dude. jason Voorhees, yeah yeah he, he was secondary we were we were more michael myers was kind of our guy and freddy krueger as well and they also in addition to that a pinhead <laughs> yeah and oh. also like leatherface but not jason so much it's like why are you here get away <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here uh, Debbie Sue Voorhees, who played Tina, uh, you will remember her from part five as having big pendulous breasts and <laughs> gigantic. Uh, my wife goes, she still has got big tits. And I, and she goes, her tits are enormous. And I'm like, really? I couldn't even tell. <laughs> I was also not looking, um, but she's like, yeah, she had really big boobs still. And I was like, okay, cool. I need to go back. Um, <laughs> Uh, but no, super nice, yeah. super nice. And uh, Dick Wyand, Wyand, however you pronounce his name, also very. Dude, nice. I was amazed at how young that guy looked, because he's got to be, he's got to be old. He's got to be like eighty, right? Still with it, still cool. Um, so I got theirs. We had already gotten Ron Sloan. He was there. He played um, Junior, mm-hmm. and and this was kind of a tribute to uh, Carol Locatell. Oh, okay, yeah, because she just passed away. And we met her. She was very nice. She's very nice. <laughs> she um, sent our posters, you big dildo. Yes. It was great. <laughs> Love it. I think they were the first two to sign our posters. I think and so. Then Tom, Tom Morga, yep. uh, who played uh, Jason, actually, in that movie. And then uh, Shavar Ross and Melanie Kinnaman were there, and I had met both of them before. So on our way out, because you had to walk through the storage container. It's like <laughs> you enter in one side, and you kind of walk, you walk right past them and snub them. I did. And so my wife leans over and she says to Melanie Kinnaman, she goes, we, uh, we actually met you before. Cause, cause it's kind of like, I, it's not that I don't want you to sign my posters. You already I, have, yeah, I don't, you know, you're already on there. Uh, Melanie Kinnaman's like, yes, I remember you. She remembered us. Mm, that's sweet. And she was like, yeah, down at monster mania. And I was like, yes. And then, uh, Shafar Ross goes, and I've met you before. And I go well, about a month ago, he goes at New Jersey horror con. And I was like, yes. He goes, what was your name again? And I told him, and I said, I was the guy who moved here from Arizona. He goes, yes, yes, of course. So then I shared with him like how meeting him was just really a good experience and everything. And he was like, oh, that's awesome, man. And then I told them that I had been down in Baltimore and they're like, oh, Monster Mania down there. And then Shavar goes, did you meet my friend Corey? <laughs> I was like, yes, as a matter of fact, I did. And I told them the whole story and they were like, oh, that's cool, whatever. But I had also heard from an unnamed source that Feldman raised his prices the second day. That's fucked up. I cannot confirm this story. I think it was actually a misunderstanding. I think the person was telling them the prices with all the add-ons. That would make more sense. I was like, you told me this the other day and I was looking and I couldn't find anything online either. I couldn't find anything to confirm that either, but uh, somebody had told me like, Oh, I think felt cause they were like, this person asked me how much Corey Feldman was charging for an autograph. And I told him 80 bucks and they're like, Oh, he must've raised his prices. Cause today he's charging uh, more. I go, I don't know anything about that. I left, <laughs> uh, but you know, if he does, he does whatever. I mean, as long as he's not changing them as like it's advertised this and then you get up there and it's more Yeah, like he, he that would again, suck. He, he'll bait and switch. Yeah. And then, uh, 
The bodyguard that threatens to beat the shit out of you if you don't give him another $20. Bait and switch. Is that like when you like masturbate with like your off hand? <laughs> Bait and switch. Well, you masturbate with your good hand and then you switch. Yeah. Then right before you come, you switch yeah, to your other one. It's like, oh switch. gosh. <laughs> But they were super nice, and then more people started showing up, so the line started getting a little bit longer, so I didn't have time. But I'm telling you, Melanie Kinnaman and Shavar Ross, Shavar Ross being one of my favorite people in the world, but uh, so super nice and uh, wanted to talk to me and my wife uh, uh, longer and remembered us. So that was kind of cool. That's always the best when they kind of initiate conversation, and you can tell they actually enjoy talking to you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're not like... Listen, nobody's like, oh, wow, you met Shavar Ross. What was he like? Nobody, I, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then you go, you know, Reggie the Reckless from Friday the 13th Part Friday. And they go, who? Who? <laughs> they, they're going, they made five of those? I'm like, actually, they made 12. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but to me, to horror fans, it means a lot. Yeah. And I, I told him that. I said, it means a lot to us fans that you guys do these shows. So I just wanted to thank you guys for doing it, you know? And I said that to Derek Mears as well. Nice. Um, on behalf of all the fans out there, then came home. It's a long 24 hours or so. I mean, all together is probably like 30 hours. Yeah. So that's a lot getting signatures done, but it was worth it. I, awesome. I had a, I had a great time. And by the way, just so everybody knows, um, uh, I did, uh, pull one over on the old Mr. Feld dog. What would you do? David. Well, he personalized, right? He signed in a paint pen. <laughs> he signed in a paint pen. And uh, you could take off paint pen pretty easily. So my posters are no longer personalized. Nice. <laughs> and his signature is still on there. So Feldman, I win again. <laughs> and I'm probably going <laughs> to copy you when I get mine in the mail. Yeah. At least I'm I one think you can do it to your part four. Your yeah, part I'll do it on five. my part four. My part five is already personalized, so that's that's yeah. fine. The only reason why I say that uh, for people listening is it where it says to David and then it has a signature, it kind of crosses over. So you could erase it, but you'd have it to be look really funny. Yeah, careful. I'm not going to. It yeah. would mess up the signature. Yeah. Mine, fortunately, <laughs> were kind of spaced apart. And I was like, hmm. Dude, and it's funny. You and I were kind of joking because he wrote God bless on both of ours, like to David. God no, he bless. wrote peace on mine. He wrote God bless oh, God on bless. yours. So I was like, wait a second. He can write God bless for free, but he can't write Tommy Jarvis or it's $20. <laughs> I didn't ask him. For... Uh, Mr. Feldman, you charge I didn't want to quote. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Mr. Feldman, I didn't want to quote. He goes, no, I'm just writing God bless. But you said that in one of your movies. I'm sure you did. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think there's a scene where one of the twins sneezes. <laughs> Maybe in a cut scene. <laughs> and then I was joking. I was like, I uh, just get a paint pen of my own and just write Tommy Jarvis underneath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like everybody knows who, who you played. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not selling my poster. I'm not trying to make money no. off of it. But like David said, you know, eventually I'm going to die. Uh, it's an inevitability, David. Yeah, no one's been able to make it uh, to be to live forever, so... No. Yeah, we're 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 kind of screwed. Yeah, somebody's going to inherit these, and that somebody might want them, but they might not want them. Yeah, and if they want to sell them, they can. It's their property then. And to find someone named Brett who wants one of those things might be kind of hard. <laughs> David might be easier. <laughs> yes, but Brett, yeah, it was easier. Yeah. Remember, uh, I got that Betsy Palmer autograph, uh, eight by ten. It was personalized <laughs> to David. It wasn't not to me. That's right, but it is now. 
That's right. That's right. Uh, well, so speaking of Friday the 13th, just really quick. I know this ended up being a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, David. And I apologize. Um, Son of a bitch. You probably can edit down a few minutes of this. But uh, but speaking of Friday the 13th, uh, Friday the 13th fan film, Never Hike Alone, came out a few years back when we first started podcasting. The very first episode, we talked about it. And we talked about it. Did we rate it? We did not rate it. Okay. So Never Hike Alone is a fan film. You can watch it on YouTube right now, free. They're not making any money off of this uh, movie. They can't legally, but (laughs) um, (laughs) the director, Vincent DeSanti, uh, who we've met, who I actually bought my Pamela Voorhees. uh, That's right. It was screen used, right? In part one? I don't think he used it in part one. I think it was a different head, but they used it in something else, I think, or he just Mm. made it. I don't know, but I got it from him. Yeah, it's cool. It is cool. And then I um I kind of touched it up a little bit and I posted it online and he commented and said that uh, it looks better now. Nice. After my touch-ups uh, than, than what he had done. So I was kind of happy about that. Anyhow, Vincent DeSanti did this uh, and, and his friends Womp Stomp Films. They did uh, Never Hike Alone. And if you haven't seen it and you're a fan of Friday the 13th, I highly recommend it. Um, giving it a rating, I don't know, what do you say, four heads, three and a half at least? Uh, yeah, three, the three and a half one? probably. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I really liked it. It's better than some of the Friday the 13th movies. Yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. And it's definitely one of the best fan films that I've ever seen. Agreed. By far. Yes. So he did that. Then they did uh, kind of, a, I guess it was a prequel with Never Hike in the Snow. Right. Which came out uh, a couple years ago. And... In the meantime, they were working on Never Hike Alone 2. It's going to be a part of a trilogy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I should say this takes place in the Jarvis universe. Uh, Tommy Jarvis, played by Tom Matthews. Tom Matthews is actually in these films. Yeah, it's the it's the Friday the 13th Part 6 universe. Well, yeah, yeah the Tommy except, Jarvis, but Tommy Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis, yeah, from Tom Part Matthews 6. Tom Matthews adult, not the other guy from <laughs> Part 5. Yeah. However, they do reference part four and part five, yeah. uh, especially in Never Hike Alone 2. Um, so anyway, Never Hike Alone 2 just debuted. David and I were both backers. I saw both of our names in the- I did um, too. I showed my <laughs> wife. Actually, I, I didn't. Uh, she was in the other room and I was like, hey, there's Brett's name. She didn't come out and look. And I was like, hey, there's my name. She remained in the other room. <laughs> she was like, well, whatever. I watched it with my wife and I paused it when our names came up. And I was like, there's my name. And she's like, where? And I go, right there. Dude, when I told her that you and I were going to talk about this movie today, she was like, is that a conflict of interest since you were financier, <laughs> financier of the movie? I was like, no. Did we get anything? Did, did no. you get anything? Uh, I don't think it's come yet. I think I ordered a Blu-ray. I think I might have ordered the Blu-ray or something. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I'm pretty sure I have the Blu-ray of the first one. I do too. And I have the Never Hike in the Snow Blu-ray. We didn't back the first one because we didn't know about it. Yeah. But the other two we did. Yep. It came out on Friday. The 13th. The 13th. I was out on the road. David was not, but he wasn't going to watch it. Um, He had other things to do. That was the night I saw The Exorcist. The Exorcist, uh, which I do want to get your thoughts really quick on that in a second. But... um, just uh, kind of quickly to go over this, I just want to say that uh, I enjoy these movies, these fan films. I'm going to say this about Never Hike Alone 2. I liked the first one better. Oh, okay. Um, I thought this was really good, but I I just liked the first one better. I, I liked this one better. Oh, let's fight. <laughs> fight to the death. <laughs> 
Um, it was good. So it just picks up. It kind of actually runs concurrently with the first one for a little bit, for about 20, 25 minutes. It does. And it's got some overlap. If you've seen Never Hike in the Snow, there's some stuff, too, that happens in that one. Like, there's some other characters that are only in that movie that are in this one. Yeah, there's some overlap. Yeah, so it, you do have to watch the other two to kind of get yeah. the full experience. Um, there was some really cool nods. Um, Doug Tate was in this movie. Oh, I saw his name first, like pop up in the uh, credits. I was like, oh shit, Doug Tate's in this movie. And yes, I think I know where you're going. There's a great nod to another there's, movie. With there's Doug Tate. a wonderful kind of, I don't want to say Easter egg, but a definite nod, as David said, to uh, Jason. Freddy versus, Freddy versus Jason. Jason, in which Doug Tate plays Jason in a famous scene. And so if you know what that scene is, you'll know kind of where this is yeah. going. But anyway, uh, Doug Tate's in it. Um, Larry Zerner has a little uh, <laughs> yeah. guest spot at the end. Yeah, right at the end. Where he plays the mayor. And same with um, Tracy Savage. Tracy Savage, I believe is uh, her name, uh, who uh, is from um, Friday 13th Part 3. Hmm. She plays a news reporter. and Actually, she's playing herself because I think in real life she is a news reporter. Oh, that's awesome. Did you catch like um, some of the voices too, like where you hear some like voiceover stuff of news was also people from the movies? Yeah, okay. It was like Deborah Voorhees was one of them. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Warren Marie Taylor, Ron Sloan. And I think Tom McLaughlin was one of them too. A lot of the people who do the convention circuit who are really cool. Yeah. I should say. <laughs> and also, um, uh, so a lot of those people were in the movie 13 Fanboy, which Vin- Vincent DeSanti was in that movie. Yeah. Um, oh, and well. somebody else that was in this one was, uh, what's his name? The guy that played uh, Rick uh, in part six. The, oh, the, the, uh, the, the deputy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the Kabam. sheriff in this one. He plays the, the, the sheriff bang. now. <laughs> <laughs> where the red dot goes the bang bang <laughs> uh yeah so uh overall like i said it, it kind of happens concurrently with the first movie but then it keeps going and jason is uh, what they dub ghost jason and uh he's coming back and uh, they have to defeat him once and for all i mean without spoiling anything they have to defeat him once and yeah for and all. people and it die. involves going back to camp <laughs> and finding something and destroying that one thing yep and people die. Lots of people die. There's some pretty in, in gruesome cool ways. Yeah, there is yeah. one death in particular that I, when it happened, I was like, that was fucking awesome. And I rewound it and watched it again. Can you tell me which one it was? I will. Uh, it was uh, when... Uh that was pretty fucking gruesome. Uh, so watch it. Uh, like I said, you can go to Womp Stomp Films um, YouTube channel and hit it up. Yep. Tell them, tell them that the swear wolves sent you. They'll be like, who? Like, oh, uh, Brett and David, they're in the credits. <laughs> they're producers. <laughs> uh, so I would give it like three, three and a half. Yeah, I'd probably be right about there too. I'd put it very close to the first one, but I think I enjoyed it eh, just a little bit more. And I'm a little bit less, so... I'm a little bit country, David. You're a little bit rock <laughs> I and roll. Like a little bit more happened to this one. Like the first one is cool because it's pretty much just one guy. That's what I liked about it. Okay. And I could see you liking it for that very reason. It makes it different. Yes. This one's uh, felt more like, to me, it felt more like a Friday the 13th movie. Like you got like a cast of like different people and some of yeah. them live, some of them die. That's true. And, and it does have nods to different things in the Friday the 13th uh, world. Like, like having... This isn't spoiling anything, but having Jason go to the hospital, I think, is like what they originally wanted to do with Friday the 13th Part 3 is follow the Amy Steele character to the hospital oh, and have her sense. have to deal with Jason there. So 
um, I think like that's kind of like, oh, we can do that now. And that's what they were going to do before. I don't know if they did that purposefully, but to me as a Friday 13th fan, knowing that little tidbit of information, it's kind of like, oh, okay. By the way, you ever meet people at these conventions and they try to tell you stuff about stuff that you already know and you just oh. got to play along like, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Or they try to give you like IMDb type trivia, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and you're like, ugh. Oh yeah. That thing I've, that everybody knows. I've looked that yeah. up on IMDb also. <laughs> yeah. Or like the the facts that everyone knows. I like those ones yeah. too. You're like that guy, Captain Obvious. You're like, oh yeah. But I just play along because that happened to me quite a bit. This uh, this this trip is like I started talking to people and they'd be like, well, do you know that uh, blah 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 blah? And I was like, oh really? Wow, oh, shit! I had no idea. That's amazing. <laughs> Tell me more, please. Yeah. Or don't. <laughs> uh, oh, you non Friday Thirteenth related. You saw Exorcist: The Believers. I did. Yeah. At, a, at the drive Is it the, the believers or the I believer? Think, I don't know. Believer? It has the word believer in it. Po- possibly plural. Not sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you saw that at the drive-in. Uh, the watching experience was, uh, was that fun? It was cool watching drive-in? it in the drive-in, but then there's always drawbacks to that too because there's distractions and car lights coming on, so you can't always see very well. Yeah. And I always found it not to be that comfortable. Oh, see, Honestly. I just pulled up a couple lawn chairs. It was a really nice night. Oh. And then we just turned well, that car nice. stereo up. That's nice if you do the lawn chairs. If you sit in your car, it's really not as comfortable as you think it would be. Yeah, so we went out and got on a couple lawn chairs. Um, but it's still kind of also hard to hear, even though you, you know, you're know you using your car stereo and turning it up. But it, it's a little yeah, a little distracting. Yeah. And then like a car pulled up to us like halfway through the movie. It's probably just somebody changing screens. Yeah. Uh, and their car was running the whole time. It had like this ticking oh, sound. God. I was like, ugh, shut your car off. Yeah, you fuck. So little things like that, but it was still a cool experience. Like I hadn't been to the drive-in in, I think I saw Superman Returns there. Oh, wow. Okay. So and like prior to almost. that, I think the last movie I saw there was a double feature of Any Given Sunday and End of Days <laughs> in like 1999 or 2000 or something on a date. <laughs> yeah. So it was cool. And it's the same drive-in that I went to as a kid. So like I saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit there, Beetlejuice, Death Becomes Her, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So it was kind of a trip uh, walking around and going to the snack bar and seeing you know, what's changed and what's the same. But yeah. as far as the movie goes, I mean, I'm not going to rate it or anything, but I would say I, I had heard. So going in, I had heard nothing but terrible things, really. And I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it had like a 20 percent or 22 percent. So the bar was very, very low. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, uh, it exceeded my expectations. Yes. Um, the first... Honestly, I liked a lot of the stuff that happens before the possession stuff, the kind of buildup. Okay. That was one thing that was a little bit similar to the first one or the original was that there was kind of a buildup, kind of a slow burn. And I thought David Gordon Green, his direction, like there was a lot of cool camera work and like camera following people around and shots that were framed in a really interesting way. So I liked all that. But then once the possession stuff started, it just to me kind of turned into a run of the mill possession type movie and then the ending i'm not going to spoil but i thought was rather anticlimactic i was just like oh that's it all right so i give it a solid meh i'm gonna say this and that's fine that's a that's a thoughtful uh analysis i think or at least as thoughtful as you can be in 12 13 sentences but (laughs) i think what bothers me and i haven't seen the movie and i probably won't see the movie because i i'm not a big fan of the original exorcist i just didn't i just don't find it scary see and i'm the opposite i think the first one's fucking terrifying (laughs) which is fine also um 
But I, I don't find it scary because I didn't see it when I was little. Yeah, and I, I think did. a lot of people, it's like one of the first movies they see. And it, then they yeah, get... for me, that was my experience. It was one of the first like scary movies yeah. I ever saw. And then on top of it, um, I, I also find it to be very, rather slow. And this um, one is slow. So I, I don't care one way or another. And I guess maybe that's part of the reason why I get so upset is because I find all this vitriol that people spew towards it online. And by all means, I've spread my fair share of hate towards movies, but <laughs> I'm usually right. Um, <laughs> but I find this like uh, comments such as this guy, sh- David Gordon Green should never be allowed to direct anything ever again. Get the hell out of um, here. He's ruining the franchise, which I'm like, okay, do you realize that there's been Exorcist 2, Exorcist 3, Exorcist... Have, I would say, have you ever seen The Exorcist 2? It sucks. Yeah. And Exorcist the beginning and the other Exorcist movie and Exorcist 3, which I've heard is good. I actually like Exorcist 3, but part two is trash. There's been so many other Exorcist movies and like the franchise and bad Exorcist movies and uh, the franchise. It's like the people that bag on the Halloween uh, prequel or prequels, the the 2018 trilogy that bag on Halloween ends. Like it ruined it. It's like, have you seen Resurrection? Well, and that's what I was going to say Parts is like five, that's, six, that's seven, <laughs> eight. Um, yeah, it's like, come on now. The thing about that is, is, and that's more hate that people were spewing this last week too, because it kind of all happened at the same time, this exorcist believers hate and this um, Halloween rights were up for grabs and people were like, A24 got them. Fuck A24. Their movies suck. Oh, they're going to ruin it. And then A24 didn't really get them. It was just a rumor. And they were like, oh, Miramax got him. Fuck Miramax. <laughs> Miramax could do what they did. Oh, good. They gave us resurrection. Well, they also gave us H2O, which fucking sucked too, by the way. But they're like, David Gordon Green ruined that franchise. And again, to what David just said is like, have you seen anything? Beyond 1978's Halloween, and let's exclude Halloween 3, all of the sequels aren't really that good. Correct. I know people have a soft spot for Halloween 2. Fine, but it's really not a good movie. Halloween 4, I have the fucking poster right there behind me. <laughs> but that movie is not that good. It's not Halloween that good. Halloween 5 sucks. Halloween 6 sucks. Halloween 7, which is H2O, sucks. Halloween 8 sucks. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, it's like Rob Zombie's Halloween is good, and Rob Zombie's Halloween got a lot of shit on it at the time, too. But now you look back on it, and people are like, oh no, Rob it's actually Zombie's pretty Halloween good. was good. Yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, even like the people that don't like kills and uh, ends, like they're better than most of the sequels. And guess what? I'm not a big fan of Halloween Kills, but I defend it in the fact that okay, maybe I can say I don't like it personally. It's still in the in the upper half as far as the movies go. <laughs> and guess what? When ends debuted, I went and saw it ends. And guess what? The next Halloween movie they fucking make, I'm gonna go see, regardless of how shitty the last one was. Yeah, absolutely. I just want more. Same with Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, you keep making them, I'll keep giving you my money. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. And these fuckers that go online, it's like, you know what, motherfucker? You got a better idea? Then you come up with it, you write it, and you pitch it to fucking Malik Akkad or whoever the fuck you got to pitch it to, and you get them to make your movie. But until you do, and Lord knows you won't, but until you do, don't go out there saying that David Gordon Green ruined your franchise, ruined The Exorcist, has no talent. Or do what Vincent uh, DeSenti did and make your own. Yeah, exactly. Make your own fan film, you know? Brandon Tabato, make your own fucking fan <laughs> film. Go. 
Uh, you know, these, these motherfuckers and, and, and Lord knows they won't, they're sitting there. They're these fucking keyboard warriors behind their computer, able to type, Oh, David Gordon green ruined my childhood. Fuck you. Fuck your childhood and go yeah. fuck yourself. You ruined your t- childhood by becoming a fucking loser. Yeah. Needle dick. So shut up. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got uh, for this week of the swear wolves. <laughs> yeah. Go check out never hike alone too. Go check out Never Hike Alone 2 and you know what? Watch The Exorcist or don't watch The Exorcist. I don't give a fuck. And nobody else does either. If you don't like it, shut the fuck up. Yeah, and if you like it, good for you. If you want to contact us, David, how can they contact us? <laughs> oh, you know, on various social media platforms by searching The Swearwolves uh, or go to Instagram and search The Swearwolves Podcast. We have our YouTube channel, our website, theswearwolves.com. You can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. Let's go get Thomas Jane some shoes. Oh, yeah. took a picture of something I wanted to reference. Take your time. I can't find shit. (laughs) I can't find shit.